Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller along with Robert Glasscock. Robert, are you familiar with a lady by the name of Kathy Rose? Yes, I think she teaches at Kepler College, among other things. She does, she does. And she did a recent Midpoints lecture there that's on their free YouTube channel. And it's available, it was done in earlier 2023. Did a phenomenal job in there. But but Kathy did something that is kind of like what you and I are doing here. She and her husband, who happened to be in the television business like I was, kind of like you were, but he was in production, they captured a whole set of material with Noel Till, and it has preserved his legacy because, of course, now he uh, transitioned in 2019. But one of the things that Noel Till put on the map, famous astrologer, wrote, I think, 30 books. If you've not heard his name, you should become familiar with it. His last name is T-Y-L. But one of the things that he put on the map is solar arc astrology. And I know it's something that you picked up on and have taken into your realm and even amplified and use it a lot. It's something you taught me in a way that, in fact, the first way I ever found out about you was from the solar art course that you did at Kepler. And I thought, oh, this guy's a good teacher. Wow. (laughs) I want to hear more from this one. And that's how I found your courses and your practicums and everything else. But solar arc astrology is absolutely amazing. And I realized that we really hadn't done it justice around here. So I thought maybe we would just take a pause. We've done over 160 episodes. Let's just talk about some of the fundamentals of solar arcs so that people can start looking at it in their own charts. I would love to, and I'm very privileged to have known Noel Teal. And he was my introduction to solar arcs as well. Uh, I forget when he published his first book, but I had read an article by him on solar arcs before that book was published, uh, maybe a couple of years before, because I've looked up the publication date for the book publishing, and I realized I knew about solar arcs before that, and I know that I learned it from, from him through his writings. Uh, the thing that I love about solar arcs, just to explain to you what they are very simplistically, they are basically the arc between your progressed sun and your birth sun. And they move solar arcs roughly at one degree per year. So they're very easy to calculate. Now, in fact, because of the Earth's axial tilt in relation to its orbit around the sun, The sun's apparent motion can vary slightly from a perfect one degree per day, uh, depending on what sign it was in at birth. In fact, the sun's average daily motion is 59 minutes, 8.33 seconds, but that's close enough to one degree per day. So you can calculate the solar arcs simply by adding one degree for how many ever years old you are, adding that to all of the planets and points in the birth chart. And then you get a solar arc chart, which you can compare where those planets are today by solar arc and what sorts of aspects they're making to your natal chart. Something that really disturbs me today is that many people are unaware of converse solar arcs. Now, a lot of people are aware of forward and converse progressions, 
But it's amazing to me how few astrologers have ever even heard of converse solar arcs. All they are is the difference between your natal sun and your converse progressed sun. In other words, going backwards one degree per day. My astrology program offers you the option of calculating both. So it's very easy for me. Back in the day, man, it took forever to do this work before we had computers. But today, all you do is tick the boxes off and boom, suddenly you have now a tri-wheel with your natal chart in the middle, your solar arcs around that, and the converse solar arcs around that. And you can instantly print out a listing of solar and converse solar arcs and study them. The thing about these solar arcs is you have never had them before and you will never have them again. Solar arcs are once-in-a-lifetime aspects, and they're in effect for about a year, about six months on either side of being exact. And what you want to do is study the two or sometimes more solar planets involved and the nature of their solar arc aspects to your birth planets. You also want to study the houses that these solar arc planets are in because they move roughly one degree for a year. They move into different houses. And you also want to study the houses that they rule in the natal horoscope as well because those planets always carry with them the meanings of the houses that they ruled in the birth chart. Then you also want to pay attention to the solar arc and converse solar arc decanates and duads. And for those of you who are not familiar with those terms, each sign can be divided into three 10-degree segments called decanates. And each 10 degrees of a sign are subruled by another sign and planet in the same element. For example, the first 10 degrees of Aries are ruled by the sign itself. This is true for all signs. First 10 degrees of Aries ruled by Aries and Mars. The second 10 degrees of Aries from 10 to 20 degrees is ruled by the next fire sign like Aries, the next sign of the same element around the zodiac. That's Leo. So planets in the second decanate of Aries will be between 10 and 20 degrees Aries, and they will be subruled by Leo and the sun. The third decanate of Aries is ruled by the next fire sign in the zodiac. That's Sagittarius. So from 20 to 30 degrees or 29, 59 minutes, Aries, the last third of the sign of Aries is subruled by Sagittarius and Jupiter. And you will then, if your sun by solar arc has progressed into, say, the third decanate of Aries, it is subruled by Jupiter and Sagittarius, and you want to look in the birth chart to see what house has Sagittarius on its cusp, because those house matters will also be incorporated into this third decanate Aries sun. The same with the Dwads. I'm not going to go through these, but they're two and a half degree divisions of each sign. So you want to consider those two. You look to see what houses in the natal chart 
are ruled by that solar arc planet and also by its decanate and by its twad, because those houses will be figured into your interpretation. The solar arc and converse solar arc sun basically show what you are meant to be conscious of during the time that the sun occupies those degrees. The sub-rulers of those decanates and dwads will point to other houses to pay attention to while they are highlighted by, quote, the light of the sun in this particular degree. And here's something else that's fascinating. Everybody, roughly at the age of 60, has the following phenomenon. At age 60, every natal planet and point forms a sextile with its birth position. Happens once in your lifetime at age 60. Right around there. What this indicates is a year, age 60, where every planet and point, the ascendant and the midheaven included, is in harmony, a sextile harmony, with its birth position. It is a figurative, harmonious coming together of understanding and meaning of everything in your life in preparation as a gateway into, let's say, figuratively, the last third of your life if you live to be 90. But this age 60, with this unique, harmonious sextile between all of the planets and points in your birth chart, symbolizes an age where you can become whole again, holistic again, and also W-H-O-L-E, whole again, going into the final phase of your life. And it's a fascinating year to study. So that, in a nutshell, is the value of solar arcs. And uh, certainly Noel Teal was the first one to popularize these, but they very often do correspond to significant events in the life. And they're not like transits. They're in effect for one year and one year only. They never repeat. So I find incredible value in using them. Uh, and then in conjunction with transits, you've got two techniques there that can really help you. I don't want to say pinpoint because I don't like to make astrology sound like it's a fatalistic science in the in the sense that, oh, this is going to happen to you and then that is going to happen to you. But it certainly brings your consciousness to a level of awareness of what can be happening in your life. And once it's consciously aware, then you have the power to either accept it or do something else about it if it's something that is stressful or negative. And stress aspects are meant to motivate us. Nobody really changes anything unless they're frustrated. So squares and oppositions are not necessarily negative at all. They can seem to be. It's difficult if you are in love and married to be facing challenges that lead to a divorce. But in fact, the divorce may be necessary for both of you to continue growing healthfully, you see. So I'm, I'm never afraid of stress aspects, and especially not because astrology helps you 
become conscious of them. So you can look at them objectively and see, all right, here's what I need to do about this area of my life. And there's really no better way, in my experience, than using solar and converse solar arcs. Which would you say is stronger, a solar arc aspect or a transit aspect, particularly particularly with an outer planet? Well, I think they're different in the sense that transiting aspect, because when you say which one is stronger, a transit of Saturn is as strong as anything. A transit of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, the outer planets, they're as strong as anything. But bear in mind that transits are happening to you from outside of you. They are planets, they have no relationship to your birth chart. Solar arcs are the evolution of your birth chart. They are inner states if you follow me so your natal charts are who you are when you are born this is what you're born with and you can look for example i have my birth sun at eight degrees 20 minutes libra so i know that at age 22 21 or 22 is a major change in my life because my solar arc sun enters scorpio that year Well, that's the age I left my family, left Vanderbilt, moved to Los Angeles, became an actor, and instantly discovered astrology, which has been the backbone of my life ever since. That solar arcs, and that was an inner manifestation, no matter what the trend. Now, transits, you can actually consider each transiting planet as a person or a group of people that are impacting you from outside of you. They are triggering these inner reactions in your birth chart, but they're impinging on you from outside. The collective transits, transits of Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto will often show collective forces that are beyond your control. For example, the company you work for gets sold. You have no control over that. That happens to you. It's your reaction to that that determines whether that's positive or negative in your life. And this is true for everything. It's your reaction to life. Some people go under. They A stress comes along, a partner leaves them, the company gets sold, they lose their jobs, and they panic. They feel helpless and yada, 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 and they go under. Other people, thank God, now I can go do something I love to do. So we have a control over our reactions, which is an understanding of the natal chart in reaction to the transits. But the solar arcs are things that are emerging from within us. They're based on the positions of our natal planets. They have nothing to do with transits. They're an inner evolution. And especially as solar arc planets change signs and ingress into a new sign like mine did at roughly age 22. Hugely important. So I, it's, it's kind of impossible. It's apples and oranges to say which are stronger because they're both strong, especially the transits of the, say, Mars on out uh, are much, they are strong, but they come from a stimulus that's imposed on us from events and people and situations outside of us. Whereas the solar arcs and converse solar arcs are inner realizations that it's time to change. It's time to move on and to move up, hopefully, if that makes any sense. I think you handled it well. 
Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I needed get, to hear. <laughs> yeah, you get an attaboy on that one. Okay. <laughs> I found something in the solar arc chart the other day that I have never heard you mention, but I'll bet you know it's there. I was just looking at it. Okay, so depending on where your sun is, as you were saying, you will experience, if you live a, a somewhat lengthy life, 70, 80 years, you will experience three, maybe four signs of solar arc sun changes. But for everybody in the solar arc chart, and this is only where this shows up that I can think of, the ascendant starts at the same point for all of us. It starts at the horizon, the cusp of the first house. And we're using, of course, the equal house system. So for 30 years, that ascendant moves through the first house. Well, what happens during those first 30 years? You learn about yourself. You learn your characteristics, your traits, what you're good at. You might develop a proficiency that turns into a skill, then that turns into a way to make an income. And all of that training happens generally in those first 30 years. You might catch the eye of somebody who is of interest for your as a life partner. You might get married, have kids, and then you have a Saturn return, and that solar arc ascendant moves into the second house. Now, my dad always said that your first 30 years, you're learning, your next 30 years, you're earning, and then your last few years, of course, he came from the era where you basically got kicked to the curb at 65, but then you're tapering down. So those are the productive earning years. You're raising your kids. You're raising the family. You're accumulating assets, possessions. You're developing a portfolio that maybe one day will serve you in retirement, etc. And then you have another Saturn return. Now you end up in the third house. Grandkids. <laughs> and you have another Saturn return after that period. And what I thought was really cool is if you make it into your 90s, you end up into the, that ascendant is in the fourth house of home. And you truly, at that point in your life, are thinking about going home. And since you and I are both in that third house territory, what really dawned on me that I thought was so cool was that that is the little slice of that pie where we start to lay the bricks, the karmic bricks, for that next incarnation. So how we live this little slice so much sets up what happens in the future. And I just thought that picture of that solar arc ascendant, just one degree per year, clickety-clickety-click, moving through, shows us such a picture of our journey through what for some will be a long life. It really does. It really does. And especially when you mentioned uh, when the solar arc ascendant goes through the third house, for example, opposite the ninth, which is higher mind, psychic guides, reincarnation, past lives, especially from the past life sense, when your solar arc ascendant goes through your third house, that's your human personal consciousness and mind. It's opposite the larger mind, the collective mind, the mind that encompasses past lives, for example, and higher selves and psychic guides and all of that, which presupposes it's a third, ninth 
relationship, which is like a marriage of a sense. So in that last third of your life, you have the chance, if you're aware of it, to marry all of your past, including past lives. And I've seen that happen with me in my own life. And plus, it's very natural in that third of your life to begin exploring those non-physical, pre-physical, metaphysical realities in preparation for what we call death. And you know, I, I love this phrase from Seth Speaks, one of the Seth books by Jane Roberts. Seth says, you are as dead now as you'll ever be. This is as dead as it gets. And having had out-of-body experiences, as many listeners know, and this they all happened in one year in my life. I've really never had them since then. But I had a total of five in one year, all prompted by an accident that I was a passenger in. Those were the first direct evidence that I had that these teachings are true. They've been written about for millennia, but they're absolutely true. And I also began to to understand past lives. I simply asked one night in meditation, is there a past life I should know something about that has some meaning in this life? And instantly, vividly experienced something that was shocking to me, but also incredibly revealing. And then later, I managed to get with Brian Jameson, a past life regressionist in San Diego that I had met, had a six-hour session with him in which I went through several past lives, non-hypnotically, all recorded. But that established that bridge between the third house and the ninth house, like you're talking about. And once you've established that bridge, it doesn't go away. You can always cross it and and go over and visit that and come back here and incorporate it here as often as you like. And so you begin to unite the idea that your soul really does not die. Your physical body does, but it's like changing clothes in a sense. Well, we'll try, this is so deep and rich, we'll try to revisit solar arcs more often than we had. I wanted to just mention a couple of software programs here for those of you who might be shopping for software and want to know which ones do con- converse and direct solar arcs. Converse is the deal. Janus 5, now Janus 6, I think, is out. They do it. The Kepler Sirius, now 4.0 series, they do it. Solar Fire does it. But my program on the Mac, Astro Gold, does not. So on some of the higher-end software there. And if any of you guys know anybody, if you have any connections with the Solar Fire people, please tell them to put it in Astro Gold. They have it in Solar Fire. It's a checkbox. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Good for you. I fortunately have a couple of Mac computers, and I have every one of those other programs, so I can get it done. It's just I have to switch and then, you know, do the stuff. But that will give you a list of those that do. And it's just simply the solar arc going backwards, and you read it just like the direct. Thank you, Robert, for this. It is such a great topic, and he really has incorporated that and horary are kind of the two other areas of embellishment that Robert is known for. Done a lot of classes with Kepler through the years, and uh, someday we may put something together around here, too, on solar arcs. Thank you so much for listening. All of the show notes contain all the direct links to everything. Our horary course, Robert's reading link, and everything else, Kristen's moon calendar, it's all there. We'll see you next time on the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Really appreciate you listening. Bye-bye.